0: Hello. Can I speak to Carlette, please? This is she. This is Joey. Carlette, this is Joey Gingola. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Gingola. Let's get into it. But it sounds like you're saying that the, the biggest opportunity is, is homeowners, then maybe car, then health, life and health. Yeah, well, hold on there, Carlette. I don't know that I'm saying exactly that. That was Carlette Williams, the pharmacist slash doctor slash more than qualified person who wants to be an insurance agent, talking about uh, a conversation that we were having based on you know what I felt some of the more interesting opportunities were in the insurance business. And and I think that started with her mentioning their inclination to lead with auto insurance and how I thought yeah, maybe that's, you know, an uphill battle. In my opinion, everybody wants to auto insurance, auto insurance, auto insurance. And again, swimming in a smaller pond or less crowded ocean, however you want to look at it. She was saying, so that looks like she thinks that that was my interpretation of what looks like the best or the biggest opportunity. And and that's the question that I want to pose to you is, do you know how to figure out what your biggest opportunity is? I'm not saying I know how to figure it out. I'm not saying I even know how to figure out my own biggest opportunity. But there are a couple things that you can do to kind of take a look and really understand if if it is, again, too noisy, too crowded, if you want to even mess around with it. And what different strategies you can you know play to and leverage to because again, Carlin is coming from the health field, right She was a pharmacist, she was a consultant she worked as, as a high-level executive for uh, a hospital system. So I mean obviously naturally she's gonna have you know a little bit of a, of a slant a tilt to you know maybe life and health insurance just because of that background. And the auto in the home is a whole different ballgame in, in some capacity, at least in my opinion, being a, a life and health guy. Uh, so you know, do you always need to to stray as as far as possible? You know, just because I think there's opportunity in, in home insurance over auto insurance doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to work for them. And it's you know, yeah, I've I've talked about my you know ideas on, on different episodes of the show. I think with with Matt Jungle, one of them. I can't, I honestly can't even come close to remembering the name of. Of what we talked about um, but again his idea of you know working with the the mortgage brokers that he has created relationships with and all of that fun stuff and 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 do you want to scale that up do you want to take that to the next level it's all about figuring that out for yourself and the thing that I really kind of threw um, you know the, the wild card you know that I threw into the mix for Carlette was talking about something that actually isn't even an insurance product And it's something called telemedicine. I might have mentioned this before on this show, maybe briefly, maybe talked about it in the newsletter. I'm not sure, but it's something that, again, I think is one of the bigger opportunities surrounding what I do and maybe what Carlette is suited to do. And I'm guessing you probably don't even know what it is. Uh, I used teledoc for years, telemedicine for years, because I was a management with them. I did a lot of travel across the U.S. And so that teledoc it was part of our package, yeah. Now, that was Carlette's response after I had told her uh, what I thought, at least in my opinion, the biggest opportunity I see moving forward and what our agency is focusing on a little bit, you know, moving down the road. And she actually already had an experience with it. She was actually one of the perfect candidates to fit the bill for to using these, this service she was an executive that traveled and it was included in her benefits package now would she have it on her own outside of health insurance she doesn't know Well, actually she didn't even know what I didn't let you hear is is that she didn't know that you could even get it without health insurance and then when I tell her that she doesn't even need to be a licensed agent to sell it she was even more surprised so it's understanding all of the different choices right we want to assume that this thing is the thing that it needs to be our thing because for whatever reason we told ourselves that or somebody told us that, and we just kind of got it stuck in our head and I talked to another agent um, this was maybe last week, and they'd reached out to us they I don't know if they listened to the podcast they found us on on the website. I can't remember exactly the uh, the circumstance surrounding how they came to find us and they were interested in talking about, actually I think they referred to one of our, our mastermind members actually uh, about uh, talking to us of, of, they had, you know, I, we had helped that mastermind member get their, their career jump started, and they were looking to leave a, they were, yes, there we go. They were a captive agent and, uh, and they were looking to leave. I think it might've been state farm and they're looking to start their own shop and was looking for help creating her, you know, a, a marketing plan to, you know, get leads coming through the door. And, It's interesting because this is an agent who has been with, I think state farm for, I want to say like 10 years and, and they wanted to know, you know, how do they get these leads coming like tomorrow? And this is the one frustrating part about the whole thing of, of, I mean, now this is where we've switched a little bit from opportunity to marketing, but bear with me. I think this will connect. At least I hope. And they wanted to know again, how do I get leads coming in like in a couple weeks, right? I want to do this thing. I want to, I want to, um, you know, ramp up sales for home and auto insurance and hire out some staff in the next six months. And I want to have enough business, I want to have enough leads, enough volume activity coming in in the next six months uh, to support hiring on one or two staff people. And then, by the way, I want to shift gears and focus on something entirely different because. Ready for this? They're actually a lawyer, and they want to do something with their law skills and combining that with the insurance of the business and and creating legal documents to to cover the business and also sell them the business, the commercial policies, and and this agent is telling me all of this, and I'm thinking, why do you want to mess around with personal lines home and auto? And I don't know if it's just because that's what they did at State Farm, but because you know that's what they think also needs to be there, but. I mean, if you want a, a marketing plan, specifically one online to you know, work faster for you, focusing on that niche that I don't know that many people are playing in is going to be far easier to execute a plan in than not. And this is where, again, Carlette coming from you know, a completely different field wants to go over here and play in the home and auto. It's just it's very interesting. right? And I and I asked this, this state farm agent, you know, how you know what? What was your primary source for attracting business as a state farm agent? And basically they said, well, I just bought into a book or they just, you know, they, they were handed a book of, of X amount. It was a ridiculous amount of people that they just inherited and they just were managing that and, and growing what walk through the door. It sounds like. So this agent has no, I guess, prospecting skills per se, but is highly trained professional that can, you know, offer a unique set of services and draw on a unique background that, probably 10 of us agents can i don't know how many agents again i'm not sure what it is on this show of being an overqualified person to be an insurance agent is but that seems to be the theme right we got lawyers we got pharmacists doctors people that have far superior credentials and they're playing in our sandbox i guess but understanding that full opportunity is is something that i think a lot of people can misunderstand and 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 really just want to do something to do it and not really focus on again, the perfect fit. I'm not saying it's perfect, but focus on a better fit for your background. And then when you do that, you're already going to see that there's a lot better ways to make that introduction. Okay. So the only thing I see the values, I see the risks. I do some community education, community wellness, uh, wellness innovation, even though I started my consulting company to deal directly with docs in their clinics and sell them ancillary services, but I'm educating people on non pharmacological relief of pain. So the same people who are coming in to hear about that, I could introduce the Telebot concept to them. Yahtzee. I mean, there you go, Carlette. I mean, uh, sure, 100% you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. So she's already doing something for her previous or not previous, or existing business. Um, you know, consulting with specialties and things like that. And she already has a mechanism in place that she could easily slip in uh, the Teladoc service. And there you go. Once you identify that, Hey, once you start making these connections and not try to outthink yourself and, and, and just again, follow suit with what you think is the obvious choice, you're going to find that, well, Hey, it's maybe not so obvious. And that again, Thinking outside of the box as to, you know, again, do we just need to pound the auto in the home? And this is, I think I'm a minority view in this, but what was I watching? It might've been Westworld. Oh, if you're, yeah, yeah. I was watching Westworld, which might be a recommendation at the end of a show. But, uh, you know, they said if, if you don't, I mean, this is like a poker thing, right? If you can't spot the sucker at the table the suckers, you, or if you can't figure out, you know, if you can't see that the game's rigged and then it's rigged against you sort of thing. And, I, I've, I've voiced this on a few episodes, but I do feel that in some capacity, a lot of the compensation models uh, dealing with personal lines, home and auto, and, and, and if you're not absolutely structured, the most effective and efficient way to handle it is stacked against you. I mean, you got to be rocking and rolling on that stuff, and there's going to be a lot of agents that might be doing this and saying, Joe, you're an idiot, you're out of control. But, again, back to the calculations of, you know, I can't remember the exact number of our state farm agent friend where, you know, they were telling me the amount of of business that they wanted to do. Maybe it was, you know, $250,000 or something like that, and, you know, they were going to get, I don't know, 15%, which was, you know... You know, if they had $250,000 in premium, that's $37,500 in actual, you know, revenue. You know, if that's, and this is from somebody that wants to hire on one or two people. So 37,000, let's say that agency takes half at best divided by two. That's $18,750. I mean, you know, I don't know. And that's over the course of the year. That's assuming that all this business sticks, right? And. This is a person, a lawyer that wants to ramp up a line of business in six months through a digital marketing strategy and then shift gears entirely and focus on something else. And they want to do that with a goal of a quarter million dollars in premium, which equates to, you know, $18,750 net, you know, maybe pay commission for one agent. Right. It's the numbers don't match up with the expectation or the goals. And, and that's why, again, to get 200 again, I don't know, maybe I'm naive. I don't know. Maybe it's easier to get 250,000 in commission. But again, if you're fresh off the boat at a state farm, you know, I don't know. I want to say something kind of disparaging, but I don't think it's fair. Let's just say, you Wake up into the real independent world and you're fresh out of the, the state farm environment, and you don't really and you haven't sharpened your prospecting skills and you want to do $250,000 of premium in six months while bringing on two or three people. I'm sure there's some agents out there that can do it. I mean, I know we had a dude on Jason's podcast a while back who he said his agents are doing $360,000, and I can't remember if it was premium or commission, but that's a big number, right? They were doing it in a month. So those are you know, probably the tip of the sword, the exception to the rule it isn't the average person who, again, is upstarting their own agency. So, I mean, if that's the case, then fine. If, if you've got those kind of chops and skills, then I guess it's going to make sense. But if, you know, if you're not, then you might want to figure out exactly what that perfect fit is. Is there another opportunity? What is the biggest opportunity out there that you're not paying attention to? And is it always necessarily an insurance product? Again, you know, I'm talking about telemedicine. You don't have to be licensed to sell that. And, and and frankly, I'm actually glad because I don't have to worry about getting licensed in other states. Another hassle, another thing that is just, you know, getting in the way of of your effectiveness and efficiency. So if it's relatable and it's enjoyable and it makes sense to you, that's all it really needs to be to be your biggest opportunity moving forward. I mentioned this, I think, in a newsletter a couple weeks back, and I was talking about, yeah, I think it was, like, maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago, um, talking about the worst time to sell, and right now, I am at the tail end of it, and it's driving me nuts, this last month, this last couple of weeks in January is awful for me for health insurance. I mean, now if you're selling health insurance and you tell me you're getting good leads, I'd like to know what you're doing. I'd like to know where you're finding them because the people that I come across this time of year are the tire kickers, are the people that are uninsured, that don't really care about their health insurance because they missed the December 15th deadline. That's a big tell for me. If they don't have their health insurance taken care of by December 15th, the only reason that it hasn't been taken care of is because it doesn't need to be because they're coming off an existing plan. And these are the people that don't care enough or are uninsured. They're just doing their yearly kind of self-help check sort of thing just to make sure that they still want to be uninsured or, they're you know, just whatever. And I'm just dealing with a lot of it. I'm just venting my frustrations because, hey, we're all in this. I was just curious. I wanted to know what the question, I guess, that I wanted to ask you is if you have a time of year or a time of day i don't know if you have a similar kind of experience with something in your agency and the lines of business that you're selling if you find a, for whatever reason a specific kind of coincidence of things where it's just usually just a bunch of crap and i want to know what do you do to kind of get through it or what do you do to identify it and how do you how do you, you know, how do you kind of manage those Crappy people. I'm sorry, it's terrible to say. Let me know. Joey at GirlProgram.com would love to hear your thoughts on the worst time to sell for you and how you go about keeping yourself sane during the process. Joey at GirlProgram.com.